0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center.
1: He is Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: So, preparing to talk about the Consumer Electronics Show, which is going on right now, I've come across the uh, the display of smart lipsticks and smart perfumes. What the what? hell is a smart perfume? the hell
1: and it can talk to your refrigerator and tell you when your eggs are out of your garage door opener <laughs> <laughs> or something this stuff still does not make sense to me jeffrey fowler is the technology columnist for the washington post he writes from san francisco about how to navigate the confusing occasionally scary and deeply personal world of tech and jeffrey joins us
3: now how are you sir i am good you know that smart lipstick and smart garage door goes very well with a smart ass Just kidding.
1: Uh Well, if the shoe fits. So what's the Consumer Electronics Show in 2021, the age of COVID? What's happening?
3: Well, it's uh, a series of never-ending Zooms just like the rest of our life has become at home. They actually basically canceled it this year. Used to be that they would gather about 170,000 people, Ooh. including a lot of nerds uh, like me in Vegas for this uh, show. And said this year they said it's going to be all online. Uh so um so yeah, it's been um you know, Zoom streams uh, all times of day and night with companies you know touting this and that and Sort of trying to, in many cases, respond to the pandemic crisis, which I think is actually kind of fascinating um, and deserves deserves a little bit of attention, even when there are a few other things happening in the news. I will, I will admit.
2: Well, that makes me think maybe you're leading up to talking about Razor's new high-tech N95 mask that they've
3: got. Ra- Razor, as in like I, I missed this one. Razor is in the the. Uh, the scooter company? I don't know. It Looks like the same
2: spelling. No, no, no? the uh, the computer peripherals company. Oh, okay, okay, okay. oh,
3: anyway, oh yeah. I was just there, looking there at are this. Actually, s- smart masks. Yeah, yeah the, the, so this is the, the thing.
2: The world's smartest mask. It makes sense that, that the consumer electronics show they would be uh, bringing out newer masks. They 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 um, they audio process your voice in such a way that you don't you aren't muffled it while is. Is. Oh. still protecting oh. you.
3: Right. Oh, yes, this is the the phone mask idea that there's a microphone inside of it. We've seen all variety of smart masks at CES in these virtual presentations. Uh, so there's, you know, the kind with, with microphones built in so that when you're taking that call or you're meeting somebody on the street, you don't sound like one. Um, uh, also, there are masks. There's one called that we sort of spent a little more time on called the art that sort of the air pop. Active Plus, and it's got this sensor on it that connects, of course, with your phone and lets you know things like um, how bad the air quality is around you and when you need to replace the filter and other kinds of stuff. So mask culture is definitely kind of trying to follow that, that smart trend and you know, bring some data to the, to the discussion. Do
2: you see these actually being something people buy, though? I mean, will they be cheap enough and around enough, and will we be needing them long enough that they'll they'll actually be a thing? It's super cool looking. I'd love to be walking around the office wearing one of these.
3: I, I mean, personally, I want one that makes me look like a badass. Yeah, I know. So they look very badass. <laughs> uh, I would rather have one that like lights up and maybe sends messages. But if it's $250 you
2: know? and I'm only going to be wearing a mask for another couple of months, then I probably don't <laughs> want one.
3: Yeah, look, uh, you know, the CES is, is, is a rainbow of things, right? It's like stuff that, that's a dream that will never catch on. It's just like a weird idea. And mm. sometimes it's things that are, you know, very practical and you're going to want to buy pretty much as soon as possible. So you kind of see the whole range of things. And that's why we, we continue to pay attention to it every year. It's just that it's, you know, it's got all those things.
1: Any other notable trends we should know about?
3: So one that I'm personally obsessed with is, um, is is tech companies trying to figure out how our personal technology can help combat the coronavirus and help bring us back, uh, bring the economy back, help bring us back into public, and and one of the the ones that I found super fascinating is this company that makes a product called the bio button. They actually sent me one and I'm wearing it right now just to see what it's like. Basically, it's a sticker that goes on your chest right above your heart and it's a connected device. And what it does is it basically, you know, when you're in a hospital and they have all those, those sensors hooked up to you and they're getting your heart rate and your temperature and all that stuff constantly, it basically recreates that. It takes your temperature, your heart rate, your respiration, all this kind of stuff, but it, but it gets constant data on that. And then, they're going, looking through the data, and they're saying, ah, is there a sign that this person has COVID and maybe doesn't even realize it? So it's kind of an alternative to taking a lot of different COVID and then,
2: tests. And then maces them?
3: <laughs> well, and then says to them, um, are you allowed to go on that cruise ship? Mm. Are you allowed to go to that conference? Uh, you know, so I think – You know, they they so this product is just out. It got the 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 research into it was actually partly defunded by the Department of Defense, which is fascinating. And they've already got uh for example some conferences signed up to say like, hey, if you want to come to the conference, wear one of these for a week before you come to the conference and during it, and so it'll be an extra layer of screening. And so it raises all kinds of fascinating ideas. Like, first of all, we've never really had that much data about our bodies. I mean, yes, some of us wear Fitbits and Apple Watches. But this is a lot more, and it's been cleared by the FDA, so it's actually getting good data. Um, so there's that. But then there's also like, wait a minute, do we want to live in a world where you have to literally have your every breath monitored <laughs> right. um, to be able to go to work or go on vacation or go on a plane? So um, it definitely shows, you know, shows us where things are headed and some of the conversations we're going to be having.
1: Anybody who's ever had a health problem or a doctor has told them it might be this knows it can turn you into a paranoid wreck pretty easily. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You, you become so, so, there's actually that's a known phenomenon when you when you're doing so much surveillance of your body or your sleep or whatnot, you actually lose sleep.
2: Yeah, and then some people call it internet cancer. You know, you look up a the yeah. variety of uh, the things you've got, and the internet will tell you you've got cancer. Uh, we're talking to Jeffrey Fowler about the Consumer Electronics Show to the extent that it even exists this year. Samsung um, debuted some new robots that are supposed to help around the house. We're just wondering because we were watching the other day the it's a boston electronics the latest robot video where they're all dancing have you seen that one
3: yeah yeah they the, the dog and the was it kind of like a horse yeah and, and, like and they're the do, doing the mashed potato dude.
2: we can do the twist so our question for you because we've asked this question for ourselves do you do you watch that and think it's cute and inspiring or are you terrified
3: i am more terrified yes we what, were all terrified also
2: we found it terrifying but I think that's a universal that reaction.
3: Feel, <laughs> yes. Um, one thing that will make you feel better, however, is that, you know, we've been talking about these robots for a long time, and particularly the Boston uh, the Boston ones, and yet nobody's really figured out what to do with them. That company has been bought and sold by, like, seven different um, organizations and companies. Really in interesting. The, yeah, and in, in the time of this uh, this phone call we've been having here, so... Um, I just, you know, it, it, it will get scary, and they're going to keep developing the technology, but nobody's figured out really what to do. With
2: it There's yet. only one thing they can really do, rip off your arms and beat you with the stumps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hard to imagine why they would do that, but, uh, you know, it's terrifying. Clearly the technology exists. Uh, what yes. else, Jeff? Anything else uh, in particular that you've witnessed on the endless Zoom calls that we ought to know about?
3: You know, the thing that I think most... Uh, people will care about is if we've learned one thing in the last year that really matters in our technology um, it's that you need to have good Wi-Fi mm. like you can't really exist without it um, it says there've actually been some surveys that show that Americans find it as important as Electricity and running water as an essential in their lives. That's but funny. It's funny you
2: to... mention that when, when because uh, I live in a part of the world that's like I live in Haiti. No, no, California, um, where the electricity gets turned off if it's windy. And so our electricity got turned off the other day. And the first thing my kids, when I get the generator fired up, number one is get the Wi-Fi going.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's but, I mean
2: it's it's the like main thing we need electricity for in the modern era. Anyway, you were saying
3: totally. But a lot of us got routers and boxes from our. Internet provider, you know, like 10 years ago. And since that time, the number of connected devices in our house has, like, increased by 30. You know, our neighbors are all using Wi-Fi. Basically, the tech we've got for Wi-Fi now can't keep up. But there is good news. So at CES, we saw the first generation of a whole new kind of Wi-Fi, and it has a really nerdy name that I'm going to share. It's Wi-Fi 6E. So if you have the 6E kind of Wi-Fi, basically, think of it if you're – if your internet connection at home is a, is is kind of a two lane highway right now, it increases it to like an eight lane highway, and that is a pretty big deal. The way it does that is it opens up a new um, a new wireless spectrum that Wi-Fi can uh, take advantage of, um, and that's a big deal because that that's uh, that's you know part of the the, the wireless airwaves that um, your neighbors aren't currently using. It's not competing with other things. Wow, and that means that a lot more stable connections going forward and i think that's just going to be a huge deal when we all start to get um these routers that support it and then also the devices that will support it as well those are probably going to start with the ones that really need a good wireless connection like your 4k or 8k televisions or your you know your gaming laptops or 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 tablets or or you name it
1: how soon are those wi-fi routers going to be available do you suppose Next week.
3: That's the good oh, news. Um, they're starting hell. to go on sale. We've seen a couple of makers come out with them. Now, the first ones that are coming out, we all know the, the, the game with tech, the first ones that are out are, are expensive, and they're not for everyone. But I think, um, you know, in the in, in the coming weeks and months, we're going to see a lot more. And basically, if I bought a new router in 2021, I would definitely make sure I saw the letters 6 and E on it. Not oh, just interesting. 6. Okay. 6 and E.
1: No, that's good to know. Wow. Making a note, Jeffrey Fowler of the Washington Post writes about tech from San Francisco, probably from Texas soon, you know, following all the tech companies uh, to the great state. I'm staying in the Bay
3: Area. I'm and chaining chaining it do it now.
1: And do whatever you want, Jeff Fowler. It's always great to talk, Jeff. Thanks, man. Sure thing. You want to be farther away from Boston
2: so those robots don't rip off your arms.
1: <laughs> well, they can probably run at 200 miles per hour, so they'll be everywhere behind. sooner. <laughs> Um, uh, Just sm- have to keep moving, keep moving, like it's the, the, the what the Walking Dead.
2: So smart lipsticks and smart perfumes. I actually read what that was. So smart perfume is you got this little container and it's got several f- scents in it, and you can like program it for what you want, and then it will mix the scents together to give you a unique scent. And then maybe you want a different scent for you know. Work than you want for the club. An aggressive Um, scent, and then you press your smart perfume, and then it mixes you up a different one. I don't know. I I I find Uh, most of this stuff I don't think mm -hmm. will ever happen. the The mask one, the masks look really cool if they would work. But again, like I said, I don't know how long are we going to be wearing masks. And um, I bet they're kind of expensive.
1: I don't even even want to think about it because that that brings up the question. Does the thing just keep mutating and we just it's oh, yeah. always there.
2: This mask looks cool though. You got to see a picture of it. Would they you... work
1: in the rain though? I mean think about it if you got electricity
4: right no, head. you electrocute your, your head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good question, Michael. You just got to get a smart umbrella. <laughs> just just like your smartphone is constantly electrocuting you in the rain.
0: <laughs> Armstrong and
1: And Getty. This is the best of
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Mailbag. First of all, our freedom loving quote of the day from James Madison Where an excess of power prevails, property of no sort is duly respected. No man is safe in his opinions, his person, his faculties, or his possessions.
2: You know what we need to go through is uh, the history of inaugural addresses. That word was hmm. inaugural. Yes. Um. You know, because some of them have been insanely long. Some of them have been very, very short. And uh, I expect to be bored to death. I'm not going to listen to Biden's, but um, but uh, you know, different people have different takes on. Them.
1: Well, yes, they are given. They are increasingly long. Uh, well, at least recently, they've become fairly long. Then they are discussed as if they matter critically to the right. soul of the nation for roughly forty eight hours. Then nobody can remember a damn thing that was said. I remember Trump's was supposed to be dark and divisive. I heard it and thought, wow, that's uh that's feisty. Um, yeah. yeah that's, uh, and but I can't remember what he said.
2: Generally right? I don't think they matter at all. There's like three lines that stick out in two hundred some years is important.
1: Well Washington's
2: and Lincoln's second, and you know, there's a line from uh kennedy that's about it yeah in terms of affecting the world
1: right right and then you could certainly discuss now was it just really nice wordplay that people uh, liked and respected was it a sentiment that people found uh, welcome or did it actually do anything i
2: would say this change anything i fully expect joe biden's speech to be way more welcoming to the trump voters of america than any of the media coverage has been so far
1: yeah biden does empathy and and togetherness really well of course, you know he's also spent the last couple of weeks saying just t- t- terrible things about uh, conservatives. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Nikki writes uh, yesterday, Joe, when you said you got anxious watching someone take the oath. Uh, I-, I do. I I just I- anybody who has to repeat after me, I'm afraid they're gonna like get distracted and screw it up. You take on their embarrassment. I do. Hmm. I do. It's very odd. Uh, I was reminded of the opposite to schadenfreude, of vicarious embarrassment, which is observing the embarrassing actions of another of another person feeling embarrassed. Interesting phenomenon that most people think is a response triggered by social conditioning to follow cultural norms and is usually seen as a pro-social behavior instead of antisocial. social uh, I don't know. Nikki in the city of sneezes. I don't What's the city of sneezes? What? Anywhere what? where allergies are crazy? I don't know. It's yeah.
4: probably terrible there. Mm. That would be
1: right here. My allergies are killing me. I'm afraid people are going to think I'm crying because, you know, Trump is leaving or Biden's coming in. Or No, it's just allergies. I'm fine. <laughs> An email much more revealing. that No, let me take two on that. An email that says so much beyond its few words from Jim in Sacramento, California, which might be the city of sneezes. I am appalled, as you are, about the closing of Dodger Stadium on Monday. Oh, boy. We were talking about how, and and L.A., Los Angeles County, is ground zero practically for the world of COVID sickness and death right now. Uh, A few hundred people are dying every single day. The mortuaries have weeks-long waiting lists before you can even have the body dealt with in a memorial service. They've lifted all of the uh, regulations about crematoriums. How many cremations they can do. It's a pollution thing. They've lifted all those regulations. I uh, heard an interview with a funeral home director. He said, people call and I tell them, we don't have anywhere to put your loved one. City and county are renting uh, refrigerated trucks. There's so many dead people. They finally got the vaccine But they took Monday off. They closed down the vaccination sites because it was a holiday. People are dying in droves. And they took the day off because it's ML King Day. Is it an emergency or not? I think Martin Luther King Jr. would have rolled up his sleeves and whooped the hell out of Gil Garcia, the, the county health jackass, anybody who was in charge. So anyway, what Jim wants to know is, however, I can't find anything backing up or confirming the story. Why has nobody else brought it up? Didn't
2: strike anybody else's
1: odd, which is odd on its own way. Uh, uh, Jim, I think you, you've answered your own question. It's the incompetence, the incuriosity, the, I don't know, the youth, the Trump obsession of the media.
3: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best
2: of Armstrong and Getty. Are you optimistic or pessimistic about what the year will
1: bring? Well,
3: that's huh. a
2: pretty general question.
1: I'd have been more optimistic if you'd asked me in December. When Do you exclude
2: your personal life from these discussions?
1: I don't know. Am I supposed to? I don't know either. <laughs> about the year in general? Like globally? That's kind of broad. Well, know. the
2: question is, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about what this year will bring? Duh. optimistic, Duh. very somewhat optimistic or pessimistic, and then very somewhat neither, somewhat very
1: for for both of them. I guess somewhat optimistic. Okay. Cautious, very cautiously optimistic, like both hands uh, protecting myself, like I'm a good boxer. Optimistic.
2: Clearly, you're a liberal. What? Because <laughs> Democrats are much more optimistic. 13% vary, 37% somewhat for a total of, what is that, 50. 50? 50%. Uh, with Republicans, it's only 8% vary and 21% somewhat. You still get hmm. to 29%, though.
1: Yeah, I think what we may be seeing there is the whole tribal politics yeah, thing. Yeah, I think just so, too. I
2: think I think you asked that question the day before the election. Or, you know, if Trump wins, you get the complete reversal.
1: You know, y'all live whatever life you think is appropriate and you can feel whatever you want. But I'm always cautiously optimistic that I can deal with, you know, what life throws at me. Um So, yeah, I'm always cautiously optimistic just because if the economy goes to hell, I'll try to figure something out. Mm. I, I You are not the I am not the economy. I am not the government. I am not a political party. I am me.
2: I can't get my TV to turn off. Every time I turn it off, it turns back on automatically. Like Maybe it, it doesn't later. want to be off. Um I have no idea why. And then um, I was in some menu. I didn't even know this was a case because I'm, I'm new to smart TVs. I had a dumb TV. Missed my dumb TV. Not, nothing ever happened with my dumb TV. Turn it on and watch it. Turn it off when I was done nothing to do want the volume up you press the up button that's the only thing you ever did with tv nothing ever happened never needed a freaking software update to watch my effing
1: television when i had a dumb tv why do i need a software update to watch my television dumb tv is a lot like a dumb dog it doesn't cause nearly as many problems (laughs) you're better off with one can i opt out of software updates for a damned
2: television for crying out loud no uh-uh. Why not? Why can't I
4: just watch so TV? Anymore. Because, yeah, because other things get updated and then. You're... I don't want anything updated ever. But you can't Can't you stop sign up com- from updating? No, cause the cut, co- like, cause the streaming companies update on their end. So hmm. the TV must update on its end to compensate or to communicate. You know how often you had to update a VHS tape? Never.
1: <laughs> you can erase it if you wanted.
4: God, Not if you that. took out the little tabs, because then you had to put a little tape on it, and then you couldn't tape yeah, over it fooled it.
1: Sorry. I unplugged
4: it. I just unplugged it, because I kept turning back off.
2: Turn it off, get in the shower, come out, it's on again. <laughs> Can you live
4: stream next time you're
2: going through these things? Turn I think off, this would be great content. put the kids in bed, come back out, it's on again. They've got a remote in
4: their room, and they're messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> Uh, they probably downloaded something on an app on one of their devices, and they're, yeah.
1: <laughs> that reminds me. They're almost God. literally gaslighting
2: me. Yeah. It's the right.
1: same sort of thing. I can't remember. I was probably like 11 years old, which was the perfect uh, age for this. And one of my buddies had discovered that his, they, It was like the very early days of TV remote control. So I might have been a little older, come to think of it, but the not the connected one, but the actual remote remote control. And he discovered that he and his neighbor had the same kind of TV, so he would go <laughs> into the neighbor's front yard and change channels on him. And I thought that was about the funniest thing I'd ever heard. You could drive someone insane. <laughs> he oh, yeah. You really
4: could.
2: Cause my TV kept coming on and I was getting close to just l- completely losing it.
4: When I was in junior high, that was the era of, uh, watches started becoming calculators and there was yeah. even like, you- there was a remote control watch and I actually synced it up with the, the TV that was used for like the-, the eight when they would wheel in the TV to, to show some, you know, right. driver's safety. The wonder thing. of zinc. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun afternoons, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of delaying whatever the teacher was attempting to do.
2: Sir, nice. why did you burn your own house to the ground? I couldn't get the television to turn off, and I lost it. It's <laughs> off now, isn't it? It's off now, <laughs> you mother blanker!
1: Wow. <laughs> you really need a tech aide.
2: Hey, Vizio! Ah!
4: Both barrels! <laughs> okay, did Blue, I? I feel like... Uh... Back when you had a, I I don't know how to say this gently. When you had a dumb, (laughs) when you had a dumb TV, you and the TV were on on the same level. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the smart TV, (laughs) the
2: kids will probably be fine with it. It wanted the same thing for me I wanted from it. Very little.
1: (laughs) I want to turn it on and you just be on. It's like a dumb dog, I'm telling you. You feed it, wags its tail. That's it. No hijinks. No no mischief. (laughs) Doesn't dig. You've got to keep it very busy. It's an intelligent breed. No, none of that. It just sits there. <laughs> my son,
2: My son's got the ability, not on purpose, to turn on the uh, Spanish language captioning all the time. And then I can't get it turned off. <laughs> and so everything I watch all the time has got the Spanish language captioning. That's me, I can ever turn the television off, which I can't. Wow. So it's currently oh. unplugged. <laughs> and if I want to watch it, I guess I'll plug it back in. <laughs>
1: Wow. I'm pretty sure there's probably a workaround, but good luck finding that. My workaround is unplugging it. (laughs) That's enough of this. Now that. Transition music, please. Uh, So we had the breaking news yesterday when
2: it happened. It's worth hearing. It's gotten national attention. Uh, It's amazing. San Francisco School Board unanimously votes to strip the names of Lincoln, Washington, and others from local schools. Unanimously? Um, It was unanimously. People are pushing back saying one person didn't vote for it. Well, they abstained. That's the only thing, keeping it unanimous. And their argument was we shouldn't have people's names on schools. We should just number the schools. So I would call it unanimous. It was unanimously agreed upon. Nobody was pushing back against taking Washington, Lincoln, and other names off of schools. Now, when all this craziness started, you know, a toppling statues and Confederate generals and all that sort of stuff, you know, a lot have said, will it get to Jefferson and Washington at some point? And thought, that's got to be way off in the future. But here we are.
1: Yeah, no one, kidding. One
2: of the biggest school districts in the United States. It's it's going to happen. The school board in San Francisco has voted to do away with the names of, of dozens of schools in the district that they deemed hold offensive histories among the schools set to have their names changed are Lowell High, Lincoln High, Washington High, Roosevelt Middle, John Muir Elementary, and Feinstein Elementary School, which we'll get to later. Diane Feinstein, mayor of San Francisco formerly, uh, a historic senator of the great state of California, can't have her name on a high school in San Francisco, and we'll get to that in a little bit.
1: For reasons that are beyond idiotic.
2: It's a message to our families, our students, and our community, said one board member, Mark Sanchez. It's not just symbolic, it's a moral message. Lincoln's name was recommended for removal from one of the city's high schools due to his reported treatment of Native Americans. Because he was Uh, in in, the 1860s. Because he was involved in the
1: Black Hawk Indian War when he was a young man. Um. Well, I'd imagine his uh, administration's policies weren't quite up to speed with modern policies.
2: Even London Breed, the African-American mayor of San Francisco, who is way out there by anybody's standards.
1: Left a Castro. uh,
2: Voiced opposition to renaming the school, saying the board should really focus on reopening their buildings to students and dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. It's offensive to me as someone who went to our public schools, who loves our public schools, and who knows how these years in the classroom are what lifted me out of poverty into college. It's offensive to our kids who's staring at screens day after day instead of learning and growing with their classmates and friends. In other words, how about you find something else to do? Right, right. Uh, the task force also recommended and voted for uh, removing Feinstein's name uh, along with 44 schools that are
1: going to be renamed.
2: 44 schools. That's amazing. That's just changing
1: an attempt to change our history. Uh, yeah, we, uh, point out we'll be getting to momentarily. Uh, so back in the day, Diane. You uh, want to get rid of Diane Feinstein because she fought with Lincoln in the Indian Wars? <laughs> That's an old joke. Thank you.
2: I forgot to look up the year that this happened. Feinstein decided to replace a Confederate flag that was vandalized in front of City Hall. When Why was that was flag mayor there of. at
1: all? I don't even, I can't
2: imagine. That's the, how much uh, things have changed. There, I'm guessing in the 70s? Maybe we can look that up, but um it's hard to believe there was actually ever even a Confederate flag in San Francisco, let alone in front of City Hall, but it was vandalized. She decided to put it back up, and for that reason, even though she was mayor of the city, she's senator of the state, she can't have her name on a school there. The name, for that
1: flag incident one day.
2: The renaming will cost about a million dollars, which is, you know, something but really kind of trivial to the overall uh, why this is such a big deal. Um Go through a little bit of this, how this went. So somebody pointed out when the recommendation list originally came out, and I think we talked about it, suggesting taking Abraham Lincoln's name off of school in Washington... Um, the school board said, we didn't do this. This was just an advisory committee. So it hasn't actually happened. This is just an advisory committee. Well, Calm I, down. Yeah, calm down. Then the school board approves it unanimously, which is absolutely amazing. Um, an editorial in the San Francisco Chronicle today, the members of the city's Board of Education, having largely quit the education business and rebranded themselves as amateur historians, found much of history unfit for the honor of association with their empty classrooms. Wow,
1: that's some good writing.
2: For the past year, the shuttered San Francisco schools have been schools in name only, so perhaps it's fitting that the school
1: board had time to deal with this. I'm trying to decide if we have time to really explain this. I'll, I'll give you a taste of it, then maybe we can continue it next segment. This is, now it's aided by these just idiotic, unable to process coherent thought social justice warrior types they're the useful idiot that uh that Lenin spoke. was it lenin or or stalin that coined that term i don't know i don't know one of them commies anyway they're the useful idiots in this but speaking of marxism and if you study marxism this is just this is part and parcel of it orwell warned us about it you destroy history you remove history you erase history if a people forgets their history They forget who they are and can easily be manipulated. You destroy the nuclear family. For instance, I had a Marxist college professor who said, you know, the nuclear family is actually an instrument of oppression. And I was thinking as an 18-year-old boy sitting there, what the hell did she just say? It didn't feel like that to me. Right. And then there was an article I came across the other day about the uh, transgender uh, phenomenon and how you can't argue about it. And listen, there are some people who struggle with a really uh, troubling phenomenon of you know gender dysphoria or whatever, uh, dysmorphia. But um, it's also, again, this is the Marxists taking hold of this, they're trying to erase the line between men and women. You erase everything except what the party says you must say right now. And then, of course, that'll change, and if you're still uh, spouting the old party line, you'll get executed or imprisoned or something like that. But all of this is part of an effort to erase American culture for Marxism.
2: Uh, We got to talk a little more about this. It's absolutely amazing. It is going to happen. It has been decided. One of the biggest school districts in America. You can't have George Washington on your high school. Incredible.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of
2: Armstrong and Getty. I feel bad for a lot of people in the Los Angeles area who had to see this yesterday. They're probably still recovering. From vandals who changed the world-famous Hollywood sign into something that said Holly Boob
1: oh. instead of
4: Hollywood. There's nothing oh. sacred anymore. You child.
1: Oh,
2: no. Said Holly Boob. Oh, obscenities. About, what about the children is my first thought. Hmm. Uh, they threw a tarp over the letter B and over the W, uh, altering them, and then a white dash turning the D into the B. And anyway, what you end up with is a sign that says Holly Boob. Oh. What
4: well, you end up with is immaturity, Jack. You were a child.
2: According to a guy who works for the organization that does the upkeep on this thing. This is an icon that's there for visual reinforcement of the importance of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. That Thanks for that. <laughs> it's unfortunate that such an important icon for the city of LA is not
4: being appreciated. Mm. Do you think that's a job that you can use to pull chicks in LA? I uh, maintain the Hollywood sign. You guys want to go up there? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I can I, totally. we can go I, up there. I, I, I heard it get you on top of the W.
2: I heard it said Holly Boob the other day. What's up with that? Oh,
4: don't, don't bring that up Oh man.
1: <laughs> Stressful week. <laughs> <was> DEF CON one. <laughs> uh, that guy act- sounds like just a gas at a party.
2: Actually, was, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> It's unfortunate Dude. that such an important icon is not being appreciated. He's
4: my suspect number one. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
2: <laughs> Actually, it's a group of people who are trying to bring breast cancer awareness uh, forward yeah. uh, during February. And Oh, nice. Sure, I think why not? that was a percentage of it. Yes. I think uh, a I would ar- pretty I would decent percentage of it was you giggling that you changed the sign to say holly boob.
1: <laughs> I would argue that... Making it say "boob" is appreciating it more than simply just letting it say "Hollywood" like it always says. Mm-hmm.
2: Come on, let's
1: have some fun with it.
2: Um, so I mentioned this;
1: I wanted to play. Boobie Wood next, perhaps.
2: <laughs> We've talked a lot about how, and not not us, just us, lots of people who understand what's going on, that Congress stopped doing its job quite a few years ago. They just don't legislate anymore, and so presidents have to use executive orders because that's the only way anything's ever going to happen. And so things veer back and forth crazy, and it's just, it's no way to run a country.
1: And And I would also throw in that bureaucrats are given enormous discretion to write laws and regulations and enforce them and more or less create the society we live in.
2: Now, originally, I think the reason Congress stopped doing their job was out of uh, being cowards. Being absolute freaking cowards. They didn't want their name on anything, and or they just liked arguing about it to raise money rather than actually solving any problems. So you had those two things. But in more recent years, it's because you come into Congress and your job is to become a star, to become a meme, to become a YouTube sensation, to get on Bill Maher's show and Rachel Maddow's show, or on the Fox shows, or whatever. And uh that's that's what you do. You not legislate. It's who could be the biggest star. And, um, Bill Maher actually started talking about this on Friday night and came up with a new word called the Baldy Award. And he was highlighting one particular congressman that got a lot done that most people who don't follow politics wouldn't know their name. It actually happens to be somebody who got a lot done that I didn't like, but that's not really the point of this conversation.
0: What if I told you there was a single member of Congress who brought the tobacco industry to its knees, paved the way for less expensive generic drugs, expanded Medicaid to include pregnant women and children? put the teeth into the clean air and safe water drinking acts and wrote most of Obamacare. You probably wouldn't know who it was, even though I just showed you his picture. That's Henry Waxman. You always hear things like the insurance companies wrote Obamacare. Well, sure, they had their input. But no, most of it was written by Henry Waxman and not just the Affordable Care Act. Nursing home reform, food safety reform, AIDS research. As one top Republican said, 50% of the social safety net was created by Henry Waxman when no one was looking. And that's the thing about being a workhorse instead of a show horse. No one's looking. Waxman never went on the Sunday talk shows. He didn't do TV at all. The camera didn't love him, and the feeling was mutual. (laughs) We, uh, We asked him once to do our show, and he said, no, I'm too busy. So
2: uh, again, the, the stuff he got done is abhorrent to me. But the <laughs> idea that there are Congress people that just work on legislation and try to get it through versus go on the shows and become a household name—I think that's just going away. And so, why would how is anything ever going to get done? And then it's all executive orders. Uh, Joe Biden—I I got the numbers somewhere. I have to dig them up. His twenty-two executive orders. George Bush had two. Obama had like six. It grew a lot with Trump and it's grown even more with Biden because the, the Congress doesn't do anything.
1: Right. Right. Well, and again, the government colossus is so big. I mean, it, you decide you're going to have a bureau of making everything good and nice. You can't possibly write legislation for everything they do. You just hire a bunch of bureaucrats and tell them you figure it out. So you combine those two things and you have a government that's just, it's, it's wildly out of control, obviously. And it's uh, well and it's uh, literally out of control isn't there's no uh, there are no reins attached it it runs free of its own free will.
2: but how many people get elected do you think right now who don't have in their minds them being on Meet the press or you know one of the big cable shows on a regular basis and all their friends seeing them versus nobody's gonna know my name. I just sit in a room late into the night working on draw- writing up laws.
1: Yeah, it reminds me in a weird way of when they said uh, they would do cameras in the O.J. Simpson trial. Everybody thought, well, it's the justice system. People have the right to watch and listen. No, it made everybody behave like a clown. It turned it into a clown show. Damn! In general, I don't want more laws. I like them not doing anything. But
2: if 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 whoever's president is going to write the laws with a stroke of a pen, that's no way to do it.
3: Here, here. Yeah. Interesting stuff.